Hello everyone, it's Chris Loder here from the In The Saddle podcast and for this episode we've got a treat in store as I was able to speak to a racehorse owner, Dave Lowe. Dave has had some nice horses pass through his hands over the last few years, probably the most notable one that everyone would have heard of is Catchy, but he's got another nice horse on his hands too in the form of Caroline Dale who was able to finish in third place at Royal Ascot this year so we were able to speak a little bit about that as well but before I hand over to myself and Dave please make sure whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on whether it is iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud give us a follow, rate and review where you can we really appreciate all the feedback you give us but enough of me uh, talking about that I now hand over to myself and Dave and I hope you enjoy this podcast so for this episode i'm delighted to be joined by racehorse owner dave lowe thanks for coming on dave no worries good evening so tell me how you got into racing where was it that you first fell in love with the sport I've always been interested in racing from uh, from my father who used to watch the Avid Lady RTD7 on uh, Saturday afternoons. I remember watching that as a child. And uh, it was always a seed there. And it was only when I was sort of, it was when it was financially viable that I uh, decided to uh, have a horse ownership. Um, it was the daughter, really, because she was at an age, I think she was about 12 years old, where she was asking for her own pony or horse. And I was trying to put it off that kind of thing because it was too much like hard work and uh, I just got the uh, the idea to join the Race Cutter Race Soft uh, Syndicate with um, Tom Daskin. And, and is that so that how you got your first experience of ownership before you became an owner in your own name being part of a syndicate? Yeah that's right yeah 10 years ago this year um, it was a, a syndicate called Diva Rating and we had a horse called uh, Misty Conquest uh, the very first horse we had and luckily, it won a couple of races for us, and then we sold it for a profit. So you sort of got the book then, thinking, well, why did you do this a long time ago? It's easy. <laughs> and um, when did you first get the idea that you wanted to kind of go solo and have uh, horses running in your own name? Well, it sort of it gets addictive, and then you, 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 there's 12 people in the syndicate, which can get a bit stressful because everybody's got their own opinion, you know, rightly so. Um, and so from that, I moved on to I've been sort of. Uh, 25% share and a half, so there's four of us at a half. And then from that, we moved on to, you know, two people on it. And then I think it was in 2014, the first horse I ever had in my colours was uh, Reflector. Um, and that was the first, first sort of real go at ownership, but, you know, sole ownership, if you like. And Tom Daskin, you said, was the trainer of your horse when you were in a syndicate. When you became a sole owner, why did you decide to keep your horses with him? It was just uh, continuity, really, because, you know, they, they provide a really good service. They're very friendly uh, stables. And, uh, yeah, you always, have a, you always have a fun time at the races whenever you went with them. So it was just sort of, we had the success there, so we just sort of kept going back for more, really. And because Tom is a fairly local trainer to you and runs a lot of his uh, horses at Haydock and Chester, was that another factor why you wanted him to train your horses? Yeah, exactly, because I'm literally, what, 15 minutes away from Adolph Park myself, so um, I used to Chester's an hour away, and the stables are probably just over an hour away, so it's all, you know, it's all relative, it's, it's family that way, that you're not, you know, you're not far to go to travel, 
few horses run a lot of the times because they're always running the local. And probably your most well-known horse um, as an owner was Catchy. Were you were you an owner with him right from the word go and you owned him as a two-year-old? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, believe it or not, um, he was sort of that year. He was one of the last horses to be sold. Um, at Manorite Stables, they, they always put all the horses that buy the Ealing, the Ealing sales on the website and people can go on there and look at them. You know, and if they're interested, you know, they can uh, put an offer in and it's just come for a serve. But this particular horse, Catchy, Believe it or not, he was one of the last ones for sale. So what what Tom did was, I think he sent an email like to about six owners and just saying the first four he came back to him, uh, to be, if they're interested in catcher, he'd, he'd do a deal of you know sort of a year's training fees uh, to reduce cost. So four four partners who we never met each other before, we never we, don't, we didn't know each other. We all met for the first time um, and don't catch it. <laughs> and and he had a fantastic start to his career, didn't he? Did he go undefeated as a two year old? Am I? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, he won at Chester first time out, and then he went to the Malcolm and won there. And did you think from when he was a juvenile that before he even made his debut that this horse could be above average? Um, yeah, I think Tom always had a, an inkling that he was one of the better two-year-olds you know, at the yard at that time. Um, but I remember that year, I think that was Tom's first two-year-old winner. He hadn't had a fantastic start with two-year-olds that year, and that was his first winner in July, I think. Which is sort of unheard of for Tom. He's normally one of a two-year-old in May, you know, June. Um, so he obviously was a bit special because he was, like I say, he was the first two-year-old winner and in the yard at that time. And what was it like to follow his career moving forward from a juvenile? Because he was able to to hold his own in some of the top sprinting races in the UK. He was a dual listed winner in the Cleve Stakes at Lingfield. He ran some good races at Royal Ascot. What was his career like to follow? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, he took us to you know every race course in the country. That you know, every, all the festivals, all the big days, like, he took us to every one of them. So you know, I'll always be grateful for that. And it, it, once you you know you you um you sort of achieve that and you and you, and you experience it, you don't want to let it go. You know, you want you want more of it. And that's why ultimately I ended up uh, buying the other partners out when we did get an offer for him to go to stud. Um, for that reason, that I wanted to continue, you know, the success of him. And money wasn't really, you know, I, I'm not in, I'm not really in, the, you know, in this game for selling my horses as soon as they win a couple of races because I want to, you know, I want to enjoy them. I'm not in it as a business, as you like. It's kind of a, more of your hobby, and you like to see. Yeah, yeah. And you like to follow the journey of the horse from like when they're maybe a juvenile and get onto the latter part of their career. Unfortunately, yeah. Catchy's no longer with us, but uh, it seems like you've found another nice horse in Caroline Dale recently. She's been quite exciting, finished um, in the frame at Royal Ascot. What, what, what's she like to own, and are you excited about her future? Yeah, very much so. I mean, we never thought, you know, it's just evolved as a breeding game for us. Uh, we had a horse called Stepping Out, which is Caroline Dale's mum. And we retired her through injury. And again, there was four people under her about the time out. And I decided to breed for her just, you know, to have a go at it and something I wanted to do. And this is her second fall, uh, Caroline Dale. Um, there's quite a story behind it, really, because it's actually this one. I've actually put this one in my wife's name because uh, Caroline Dale was a mother's there, but the mother died on the day that Caroline Dale was born. So it started a bit <laughs> spooky, really. Um, surreal. So she's got a Caroline Dale after Janet's mum. And we can't believe it that, you know, she's, when Dave said that he was going to enter in the Green Murray, I thought he was having a laugh. I thought, she's really that good, you know, I won't 
expect good, but sure enough, it was, he was as good as his word. He said he said he thought she'd have a good chance at the Queen Mare, and boy did she! You know, she finished third, and she's she's improved since then again. So we're really confident moving forward. She'll probably go for the Princess Margaret to ask what we're thinking. You mentioned uh, Dave Lochnane there. Um, you're surprised by him suggesting that Caroline Dale should take her chance at uh, Royal Ascot and the Queen Mary. Um, how's that relationship come about with Dave and what kind of relationship do you have with him? Are you in con- con- constant contact with him? And uh, how did you end up getting sent horses to him? Yeah, well, depending on, on the horses, I mean, I've got I've probably got more with Dave now than I have with Tom, so... I communicate with Dave a lot more now than, than you know, virtually every other day. Because uh, especially this time of year, because I've sort of got runners, you know, you need three runners a week or something uh, at the moment. So yeah, it's a great relationship. I mean, Dave, I met Dave uh, through uh, Tom Daskin really because Tom, uh, Dave used to work at Tom Daskin a few years ago. He was a sort of a pupil assistant, pupil assistant trainer. So he sort of, I think he was at Tom's for about eighteen months or so. And I met him there, so that's how I got to know Dave. And then when he started off on his own, uh, I sent a couple of horses to him um, that had been previously with Tom just to see if he could freshen them up and get you know more out of them. And that's how the relationship started with Dave. So. And when like having uh, a horse in a yard with a trainer, do you quite like that that approach by being in constant communication with them and seeing like how they're doing and that or you're quite just happy sometimes just for them to let them get on with everything or you're an owner that likes to be involved no i like to be involved yeah i, I love to be involved in the you know the uh process of picking races for the horses and seeing them at the yard and then like i said the breeding aspect of it as well now we've got you know this is probably on our we've got about, about six foals now so it's all exciting because we've got you know with three places to come visit every well, well and lockdown you know with three lockdown we don't be able to do that but um, they're all pretty local as well, so it's handy to go to the stud farm, to go to Dave's, which is, you know, again, over, just over an hour away, and Tom, so, yeah, and, I like being part of it. And you mentioned that you've been, like, part of breeding a couple of the horses. Do you still own the yeah. horses, even when they retire for the breeding purposes? Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. We've got, we've got three three broodmers now, all X-ray horses. Uh, they've all won for us, so, um, yeah, they're on it. Uh, yeah, it's getting bigger. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting, uh, yeah, fun. And and do you have any horses maybe coming up for the rest of the season that we haven't seen yet at the race course that could be out soon? Uh, well, we just bought a breeze up her called. She's just been called Snap Out of It. Um, a breeze up by Twilight Sun. Um, so we 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 she she brought you know she breeds up very well as it tells. So we're. We're hopeful that she could be out pretty soon. You know, she's ready to go anyway, so she'll probably be out in the next couple of weeks. And we've got, um, she's already been out once, but we've got um, Kim Wexler in the Super Sprint on Sunday. Um, she ran a great, a great race first time out. She veered across the track, but still, still finished second. And if she'd have run it, kept in a straight line, she definitely would have won. Uh, so we're quite excited about her as well. So, yeah, lots to look forward to. I'm a two-year-old from that's great. Sounds like you've got a lot of things to look forward to uh, coming up over the next few weeks. But uh, no, that's all we've got time for in this episode. Uh, thanks for giving up your time, Dave, and coming on the podcast. And uh, hopefully we'll speak again soon. Okay then. Thanks, For more episodes, please follow us on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. And if you want to follow us on social media, our Twitter handle is at In The Saddle Pod. And we're available on Instagram where our name is In The Saddle Global.